Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 17th of December 2020 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. This week, we have a treat for you. We have the first of our stories from our second annual Student Story Slam. This event is where students from all over Hong Kong stand up and tell their true first-person stories that they have written in front of a live audience. This year's Story Slam took place in October, and as before, we were completely impressed by the stories we heard. We know that you will be too. We'll start today's podcast with a story from Harper, the winner of the junior category. Then we'll hear from Manuela, who's now a veteran storyteller, having told the story in the first Story Slam as well. Before we get to today's stories, though, warm hellos go out to our loyal Hong Kong listeners. We know it's been a tough year, but there's strength to be found in the fact that we've made it this far. Take care of yourselves and one another. Hellos go out to our worldwide listeners as well. This week, in particular, listeners to, in Johannesburg, South Africa, Karachi in Pakistan, and Newport, New Hampshire in the USA. Thanks for letting our stories into your ears. Our next Student Story Slam will be coming up in the autumn of 2021. As ever, we'll be accepting stories from secondary school students in Hong Kong. The details of how to apply or get involved will be on the website in the new year. If you're interested in storytelling workshops for your school, please contact us via the website hongkongstories.com or email storieshongkong at gmail.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than comedy. It's better than drama. It's real life. Now with a story from our 2020 student story slam, which had the theme of seconds. Here is this year's junior category winner, Harper. My best friend's mother's 50th birthday party. Now you may be thinking that that doesn't sound like the most romantic atmosphere to be involved in, but in my sweet 11-year-old mind, this was going to be the night of my life. This was going to be Johnny professing his love to baby whilst dancing to time of my life kind of momentous. Evie, the best friend in question, and I had planned and planned how the night would go, down to the music that would play and the food we would eat. We were most excited about another thing, however. I, the girl who goes to an all-girls private school, was going to dance with Ethan, Evie's tall, charismatic brother at this party. I'd liked Ethan for a very long time, partially because he was really funny, partially because he was virtually the only boy I knew. <laughs> Now, I've never had much action in the love life department, but I guess you could class this as my sad little grand big love story. I counted the days, minutes, seconds till the party, and then it came. Evie and I had gotten our hair done, we'd found heels to wear. Scandalous, I know. We had snuck our mother's eyeshadow into our room so we could hastily apply whilst they weren't looking. The night was young, and we were beyond prepared. I arrived at Evie's house at dusk, candles freshly lit, sending a soft glow out into the inky night. In Evie's living room, the furniture had been cast to the corners of the room to make way for the dance floor. Evie and I were talking excitedly when I saw him. Ethan, gangly, awkward, the epitome of adolescence, but oh, he was an Adonis in my eyes. <laughs> Isn't that what that simple adoration does to you? A boy, so splintered by age, was glued back together by my hopeless heart. My youthful crush was Teflon, Never bothered, never broken. 
Night went on, champagne flutes coruscating as they were hurriedly passed around. A long run of 80s music was making the adults proclaim loudly, Oh, I remember this song. <laughs> Everyone was smiling, but in the back of my head I was waiting, waiting for him to come up from the rec room in which he had taken refuge to go play video games with his friends. These thoughts, where is he? Did I get excited over nothing? Was gnawing away at my brain. I couldn't enjoy myself. The song Get Lucky by Daft Punk was playing. Evie and I were dancing when I felt a tap on my shoulder. I turned around and there was Ethan, his hand reaching out towards me. He asked me if I wanted to dance and I... Well, I nearly melted. As I look back on it now, I hated myself for just melting into his arms. But in that moment, I was so happy, so excited. We talked... We laughed. I taught him how to do the Macarena. And if that isn't the epitome of romance, I don't know what is. But then, the song ended. Daft Punk's robotic bridge had come to a close, and so had my moment. Ethan went downstairs to go play video games again, lest his friends make fun of him for dancing with me any longer. Evie went downstairs to go have a private briefing with her brother, as you do. And she asked, and she shot him a fusillade of questions. Are you going to dance with her again, etc.? And then she came to a Brobdenagian question. Are you going to kiss Harper at the end of the night? And he gave a resounding, maybe. <laughs> now, I'm aware that the outre and, frankly, pretty naive pre-planning of our romantic encounters was not the coolest way to be going about this night. But in our world, this was perfectly reasonable. Evie rushed upstairs and told me, and we talked excitedly in the way best friends do. I had gotten a maybe kiss. I couldn't wait till the end of the night. The night ended. The remnants of a dropped champagne glass were being swept up as the parents exchanged long farewells, and I found myself standing with Ethan at the doorstep. <laughs> Five. He was talking, but I couldn't hear him. My mind was going a million miles a second. Four. I kept on thinking to myself, this is it. You are going to have your first kiss, and it will be the most romantic moment of your entire life, maybe in the history of the world. <laughs> Three, I made notice of the small details, how he leaned in when he laughed, how he smiled. One, two, <laughs> he kept on inching slightly closer, and closer, and closer, or maybe I'm just imagining things. One, my emotions crescendoed with an ardent orchestra, and it was about to happen. And then, well, I guess I'll see you later, Harper. Have a nice night. Have a nice night? He had had second thoughts, and I had missed my perfect second. All those emotions, those rich, powerful emotions, suddenly became their counterparts, and everything became a little grayer. The adrenaline of the night was beginning to wear off, and my ankles were beginning to hurt. I wanted to go home. Thank you. I think we can all relate to much of Harper's story, especially the part about having enough and wanting to go home. Our storytelling stage saw some pretty amazing stories this year. Storytellers sent their drafts in to a panel of our volunteers to receive feedback and suggestions of how to tell their story better. But the rest was entirely up to them. You can hear the talent from our students in the stories they tell. The next story is from Manuela, 
She told a beautiful story in 2019, and here she does it again. Here is Manuela. Heartbeat, pulse, our lungs expanding. Have you ever stopped to think of how much happens in one single second? A second slowly ticked by on a simple biology class last year. The teacher almost reciting about all the functions of the body we had to memorize. It all began to feel like too much hard work, too hard. But at the same time, something I cared and enjoyed learning about. Slowly, my mind started to not only think of what the teacher was talking about, but how would it work if there was a person right in front of me, needing my help to repair them, or needing my help to allow them to breathe? What would I do? Cells, tissues, diseases were not only part of those biology lessons. They're also part of big changes in my life. My mother had passed away of cancer a few months ago from that. As I was still touched and sensitive from the previous events, people sometimes thought that it wouldn't be good for me to be learning about similar things that my mother had been through. But that never let me stop me. <laughs>、um, I just always kept wanting to learn about it.、Um, I remember the teacher played a video on the screen, and it was about the four chambers of the heart, I believe. And all of my classmates looked away because they didn't didn't want to expose themselves to be watching such a disgusting thing in their words. But I, I remained glued to the screen, not missing one single second of that video. I was overjoyed, and a numerous amount of thoughts occurred through my head of how amazing the facts being told were. I started to get really interested on the biology side of things, and started to learn more about it and just study more about it, which I'm still doing today, and I absolutely love it. Learning what the human body is capable of doing gave me hope to one day become a doctor, an oncologist, to be helping people like my mom to fight their battles and live their lives. Beat by beat, breath by breath, second after second, our life goes on no matter what happens to us, and we just need to keep living second after second. I'll be I'll be able to work to work my way through second after second to be helping a person in the future to fight second after second to live their lives and fight their battles. Thank you. You may think that our students' storytellers are so young, so they couldn't possibly have stories to share just yet. But you'd be wrong. There's a wealth of experiences, stories, and events in these young people's lives that make for truly wonderful storytelling. Manuela, we wish you all the best in your journey towards your goals. The next story is a re-listen from our very first student story slam in 2019. Last year we had a theme. The good, the bad, and the awkward. This is Marosh. Today, I'm here to share about my unforgettable experience. It is about my speech at HKMA Secondary School in 2018. I was a junior six at that time. My classmate and I joined this competition. We both were really nervous and excited at the same time. On first December, my classmate and I, together with our English teacher, were on our way to show our talent. My speech was about a girl called Hannah that didn't want to move out of her house. I was really nervous for this day because I stayed up all night practicing. I was really scared I would mess it up. Finally, we arrived to Olympic City. Inside the school, I was looking at everybody's faces to feel how hard is it, because many of them already got the results in the previous section. 
I met a girl to discuss about her results and her speech. She was lucky to get ninety marks out of hundred. My teacher was even willing me to get ninety marks or above. I went inside of the room where I had to do my speech. I was looking around, and there were at least fifty people among the students. I got a little scared, but I tried to focus. After that, I was just looking at my speech and trying to memorize all the words. All of the students, including me, were sitting on the right. All of the students, all of the parents, including my father, was sitting on the left, while the judges were sitting at the end of the room. Suddenly, I heard my name, and it was time to show up my talent. My heart started pounding of fear. I went in front of the room, feeling really shy because I'm not in a habit of facing a huge audience. The bell rang, and there I went with my speech. Suddenly, I forgot all my actions like I never even practiced. My mind just blanked out. My sister's words strike through my head. Just imagine everybody is a potato around you. Unexpectedly, it worked. At the end, the judge gave everyone their mark sheet with a comment of hers. For me, she said I need to gain my confidence. I agree. I was hoping to get more than ninety marks, but I got eighty-seven out of hundred. I was a little disappointed, but still proud because at least I did it. Thanks for listening to today's stories, brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell.